You've discovered TalkZone.com, the best in Internet talk radio. TalkZone.com You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. Our guest today, who's written the book, Stealing from Each Other, details how much Americans really pay for welfare, Social Security, Medicare, immigration, and more. Our author says welfare state policies have made all Americans poorer. Dr. Edgar Browning, our guest and author of Stealing from Each Other, he is a professor of economics at Texas A&M and one of the most widely quoted and published economics ec- economists in the country on government programs and tax policies. With regards to the book Stealing from Each Other, former Senator Phil Graham says this, it is an, uh, it is an original and devastating critique of government spending and the modern welfare state. It is an important supplement to Friedman's classic, Free to Choose. Because ideas have consequences, Browning has written one of those rare books that could actually change the public policy debate. If you love your freedom and your country, you ought to read this book. And one, uh, here's one small piece of many that gives you an idea of what you find in this book. Experts tell us that you you need only to do three things in this country to avoid poverty. Finish high school, marry before having a child, and marry after the age of 20. 79% of people who fail to do this are poor. It's a pretty reasonable request. Wow. There's uh there's several more in here the the la- there's these are said by several people, but the last one of these statistics seems to sum it up the best. Those who graduate from high school wait until marriage to have their children, limit the size of their families, and work full-time will not be poor. Would you please welcome to the show. We are so uh, glad to have him here today. Dr. Edgar K. Browning, who has written the book, Stealing from Each Other, How the Welfare State Robs Americans of Money and Spirit. Welcome to the show. How are you doing this evening? Thank you. I'm very well. Good. You know, it, it's always seemed to me, after I really got the spotlight on New Orleans, after Katrina sort of scrubbed it up a little bit, that it was a profuse welfare state and it seemed like um, the welfare state, the immorality and corruption seemed to fit together and go together real comfortably and naturally. Do you have any comment on that? Well, I think I think you're probably correct about that. That uh, uh, New Orleans was 
city with an unusually large proportion of poor families on welfare. And uh, much of the difficulty you saw in dealing with that, that with Katrina, I think, is probably a result of many of these families not taking responsibility in their own lives and have become dependent on government to do things for y- them. Yes. Yeah, they wouldn't even follow, you know, go out for, leave for your own safety. They just wouldn't do it. Yeah, that, uh, I mean, I, I do think that uh, the Bush administration got a bit of a bum rap for how badly things went there. They, they probably deserve some criticism, but uh, a lot of it was the fault of the state government and, and also the people involved in not uh, getting out of there. Yeah, yeah, I understand that too. You know, um, I guess there comes a time when the federal government should just override the state. I don't, you know, it doesn't seem like legally that's okay to do, but, you know, I know, um, President Bush at least twice said, let us come in and just take care of this, and the, I think it was the governor said, no, don't come in. I believe that's correct, yeah. So, On the other hand, you might back up a little bit and say, perhaps if Louisiana had been responsible for the levies themselves. Louisianans had been responsible for the levies themselves instead of counting on the federal government to build them. They might have done a better job of it. You know, maybe, huh? I've often wondered that. So the Fifth Amendment, it says, uh, private property shouldn't be taken for public use without compensation. Do you think, you know, taxing the rich for the supposed poor and the poverty is maybe violating the Fifth Amendment? Well, I think you can make an argument for that. Uh, I, I mean, that that uh, amendment is, is normally interpreted to deal with uh, eminent domain uh, rather than government actions more generally. But what it says, if you take it literally, is that you can't take money from people Without you can't take anything from people without just compensation, and it ought to be for a public purpose. And if you're taking it to give it to somebody else, you aren't giving them any compensation, and it's hard to see that that's a public purpose. But that is what a lot of government uh, tax and expenditure policies do. They take from some people and give to other people. Of course, that's where the title of the book comes from. I'm referring to the fact that a large portion of government, uh, of the federal government's budget is what we call redistributive policies that basically take money from some people through taxation and then uh, use the funds to provide benefits to other people. Right. So in your book you say that today there's 30% of the population not paying taxes. And um, I'm suspicious that a good portion of that aren't reporting because it seems like they're um, they're buying more things than what that indicates. Well, uh, that thirty percent figure refers to federal income taxes. I mean, many of these people are paying other sorts of taxes. I see. At the same time, but with respect to the federal income tax, uh, that's simply uh, intentional on the part of the federal government. They have. Uh, deductions and exemptions that essentially, together with the earned income tax credit, that effectively mean that families with children who have incomes under about $30,000 have no net tax liability at all. And that's what it comes in. 
I don't think it's, I mean, there's no doubt that a lot of people, both low and high income people, you know, misreport their income. <laughs> but, yeah. um, that 30% figure is, is not because people, because low income people are uh, under reporting. It's not by and large because the low income people okay. are under reporting income. It's just that we exempt from taxation intentionally presumably on the grounds that we think they can't afford to pay any taxes. I see. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. Our guest today is Dr. Edgar K. Browning, who's written the book, Stealing from Each Other. So, you know, you mentioned a proportional tax, something like 8.7 or 10% or something like that, for everybody across the board What's your impression of that? Do you think that would help out, um, you know, for America? Uh, well, studies that economists have done trying to estimate the effect of using uh, a flat rate or proportional tax like that suggest that it would increase national income by about 9%. In other words, it would increase the average income of Americans by around 9%. And, Explain you know, that. Uh, well, that's because of the uh, distortions created by the current tax system. The, the current tax system, you know, has rates that go from uh, 10 to 35 percent on top of, and that's just the federal income tax we're talking about. That, of course, the, the overall rates when you add in the payroll tax rates and so on are higher, but uh, those rates are high enough to discourage people in particular, people who are in the 25% bracket and higher from working and saving as much. So economists think that the fact that people are working less and saving less has over time tended to reduce our national income by around 9%. Uh, so we don't have incentive to work more. Well, we have less incentive than we would yes. if we simply used a 9 or 10% <clears throat> flat tax, flat rate tax on everyone. Yeah. And that would certainly give people incentive to both save more, I mean, to work more and uh, also to start more new businesses or to in, invest more um, in a variety of ways. The, the, this is no quick fix, however. It takes time. I mean, we've had this uh, highly progressive federal income tax for uh, basically since the end of the Second World War. And uh, what economists think is that it has effectively slowed the rate of growth in the, the annual rate of growth in the economy just a little bit uh, each year. But that adds up to a significant amount. And if we were to revert, well, not revert, but if we were to uh, change the tax system into a flat rate tax, it would take a number of years to to overcome that. I mean, we wouldn't immediately have yeah. 9% higher income. It would take, oh, I think probably 20 or 25 years for the full effects to be uh, realized. That's actually, this is something I did not emphasize too much in the book, but I think it's really important, and that's the difference between the immediate or short-run effects of some changes in tax or government policies and the longer-run effects. Uh, I think there's a tendency for politicians and um, many people who don't think about the economic consequences of these things just to look at the immediate effects of the tax.
tax. You know, if I were to propose that tax reform that, that you described, a mm-hmm. nine or ten percent tax on total income yep. for everyone, yeah, uh, that politically, the immediate response to that would be that's going to be a major tax increase for the middle class and the poor, and a major tax reduction on the rich, and therefore we can't do it. And that's looking at the short-run effect of it, because uh, these studies suggest that even the middle class would be better. I mean, they would be paying a higher tax rate, but over time, the gains in their before-tax earnings would be enough to more than offset this. So that uh, probably 60 or 80 percent of the population would be better off under the uh, proportional tax, flat rate tax, rather than the current system. Yes. But that's very hard to sell, I, I mean, uh, because people would just look at the immediate effects and you would have news stories showing what is happening to tax burdens at different income levels and you'd see big reductions for well-off people and big increases for middle-income people and they'd say, okay, who's in favor of that? You know, it, it cuts taxes for 20% of the population and increases taxes yeah. for 80%. And that's the short-run effect of it. That's true, but... The longer-run effect is the economy would be more productive, and most of us would be better off in later years, not immediately, but yeah. most of us would be better off later years. That's, well, it sounds fair to me. I think it's fair, too. and uh, uh, It's an article of faith among uh, intellectuals or the political elite that we have to have progressive taxes, which means that the wealthy pay a higher proportion of their income in taxes than lower-income people. But I've always thought that it made sense to say everyone pays the same percentage of their income in taxes. I mean, after all, uh, if you're religious and believe in tithing, it, you know, it says 10%. Yeah, it says 10%, and that's it. You got it. Yeah, it doesn't say 5% for the poor and 25% for the (laughs) better off. We need to to take a break. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves. Our guest is Dr. Edgar Browning, stealing from each other. We will be back with more. Very interesting. Stay with us. Ever wonder what a spiritual path is? Maybe you're on one right now. Take Mastering Ourselves host Keith and Charme Amber's free quiz. Find out if you're on a spiritual path. Find out at www.masteringourselves.com. You'll be amazed at all the nooks and crannies that make up a spiritual path. Keith and Charme Amber specialize in delivering unique, usable, and easy-to-understand, life-transforming information that can bring you inner freedom and peace. Check out Mastering Ourselves. Go to www.masteringourselves.com. Don't forget to take the free quiz. Jumpstart your spiritual path today. <laughs> 